Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. I mean, we love the roadcaster. <laughs> I do. Now, do you have the new one, by the way? No, I saw yours. It's gorgeous. I'm jealous of your I I returned you roadcaster. No, I re- well, why? You, a, why a, would you do such a thing? A, that's what I do. You know that. And B, <laughs> they made the fatal mistake of making it too complicated. They wanted to make it do everything, and it got beyond what made it so beautiful that it was simple. Plus, there are I count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sliders on this particular thing so you can physically move up and down the volume of eight different sources they changed (laughs) it to six on the new one because they say you can assign virtual sliders to increase the total beyond eight i don't want virtual charge i want the real fucking deal and with that and with that here we go (laughs) sing it with us everybody no i'm not doing it Look a cuckoo, look a cuckoo! Beauty, go. Look a cuckoo, look a cuckoo! Okay. All right, Paul Charchian joins us on this Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning asking the question on Twitter, so where do you go to watch election night coverage? Is that a real question? Yeah, what do you mean? Why wouldn't it be a real question? <laughs> it, Democrats know where to go to get their version and Republicans or conservatives know where to go to get theirs. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 <laughs> oh, yes. You are missing out on the wide swath of people. In the middle? That, no, that love to watch oh. the opposing coverage when right. they're the winner right. so they can get all the tears and all the, you know, all the backpedaling <laughs> and all the apologies and all the excuse making. So if this if if a Tuesday turns out to be the red wave that many that usually the midterms are right usually that flips against the president in these midterms if it if it holds up people love to watch MSNBC 
or CNN or PBS or NBC or CBS or ABC so that you can see what, you know, how they're trying to react to Republican victory. Sure. There's definitely that. And by the way, you're right. Midterms are about as reliable for the out of power party as Andy Reid after a buy. (laughs) What is Andy Reid's post buy record? Going back to um, Philadelphia, it's really it's like, good. Yeah, it's like twenty and three. Yeah, in that it's, ballpark. Yeah. it's flat out stupid, is what it is. So in general, it favors the out of party power party, but it's For looking sure. tonight like it is going to be a red tsunami because if, for a variety of factors, but mainly turnout. That uh, the Democrat turnout is just not there, and I think I saw a number that said. Uh, African-American turnout is down from 12% to 9%. And because they vote so heavy Democratic, that's that's a a fucking dagger right there, big time. And you look at Florida right now. So (laughs) DeSantis is probably going to win the state by close to 15 points, which is incredible considering he won by less than a percent over this guy uh, Gillum. Back in 2018, who ended up ending, you know, being arrested at a crack house with some gay lover <laughs> months after like it was all over. So, you know, it's not like Flo- Florida has been the most expensive and juicy swing state for a while. And it's looking like a bloodbath down there, but it's uh, well, it's but early. That, one was, that was totally expected. Ron DeSantis is incredibly popular. That was expected. There are far more interesting and tighter races sure. in swing states like Pennsylvania Fetterman Oz and Ohio has got one that's extremely close as well. Ryan and Vance. And those are both at this moment. And whenever he's listening to this, it'll all be, it'll all be over. Yeah. It'll be over right now. Those are strongly blue right now. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the Pennsylvania situation is absolutely ridiculous. Pennsylvania and Philadelphia in particular are a fucking boil on the ass of this country. They are a scourge. It is the most corrupt, dysfunctional, violent city, and their elections are complete shit shows. Pennsylvania probably won't be done for days. And this is a joke. This is a joke because Florida is going to be done by midnight, and it's a much bigger state with more people in it. I think more people in it than Pennsylvania. I may be wrong. Uh, I bet it. Yeah, I don't know. It's called. I mean, Philadelphia is what the fourth biggest market in the in in America. So, yeah, that's. I don't know. And and apparently, like at some places, like I've been seeing reports now that uh, Maricopa County in Arizona ran out of paper ballots. Other jurisdictions run. Right? How does a first world country allegedly? fuck up an election where you just have to print enough ballots. You know how many registered voters there are per district. Print that many. many right. That wouldn't seem and to be better. And save the, way, the rest for the next time. Save. <laughs> they didn't run out at 8 p.m. They ran out at like noon. Exactly. You know, what? Exactly. <laughs> how can you be that far off? It's ridiculous. Uh, Florida, Florida population, 21 million, 944. All right. Pennsylvania, 12 million, 804. Way Florida, way Florida, doubling. I thought it'd be way close. So there's a, there's a distinct thing there. Uh, Apparently uh, DeSantis has won counties like Miami-Dade, heavily democratic, where he lost by eight 
in the previous go-round or lost by 20. He's winning Miami-Dade by eight percentage points. This is like Vanderbilt destroying Alabama in college football. Like a turnaround (laughs) that you're like, this can't be the case. Now, it may not apply across all states. All elections are essentially local when it all comes down to it. So uh, we shall see. But... Election night. So what channel? So what you, channel am I going to watch? If, if, I, I don't. Yeah, what channel I, I are you watching? I, I I can't watch TV. I'm going to hit refresh on my curated Twitter list that people can't see. That I don't like any tweets from as bookmarks because people get all triggered. But yes, I have a Twitter list of people that I follow that are election related. Uh, team reality related, as I like to say, <laughs> and so therefore, I just, I just, I'll just hit refresh on that. All right, how about this? You've got now. You're. I can't. I can't watch TV. Got, it angers me too much. All of it. You've got Direct TV. I, I assume you are at home right now, but I don't know. I that. am home. Yes. All right, you got Direct TV. I like Channel Two Hundred, which is the which is the news version of the eight-way spread that I get on NFL Sunday on DirecTV, where I get to watch all the channels at once. And so this one has got four different channels on it, plus running tallies of the Senate and the House on it. And that's that's what I'm watching. So now I can flip between. I never get commercials. On, I don't have to watch commercials on any of them because I can just go to whoever's not showing commercials, and I get to see whichever of the four channels ends up like calling a state first or whatever. I've got it all on screen. So this is perfect. This is my this is my version of set of Sunday football for election night coverage. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, here's the thing. The Republicans are almost certainly going to take both the Senate and the House. But as I said to a friend, I go, they can have the biggest recruiting class ever, meaning flip a bunch of seats and take over. They got to win games once they're in office and govern and this team, they have big recruiting classes, Team Elephant, and they don't fucking win games. Like, that's what pisses me off. But, you know, you got to root for you got to root for if you believe a certain way about how the country should be run. So, All right, now let me ask you this. So let, let's say it is, it's, it's Red Wave. Let's say it does happen that way. Yeah. I'm a believer in not rubbing salt in the wounds. That you're Barry Sanders, you hand the ball to the ref, and you just go about your business. But I don't think that's most of where we are right now. I think most Politically? Yes, oh. I think oh. I think people want to stomp on the graves of the dead. Well, look, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of punishment that needs to be doled out for what mostly Democrat politicians did in the overreaction to COVID. The lives they destroyed, the businesses they destroyed, uh, the two years they took away from young people, the learning delays, everything along the way. Now they're asking for amnesty charts. They're going, well, well we most just aren't. Some are. Well, most aren't. Mo- well, okay, some are. But uh, but most of them are like, well, let's just forget about the last two years. No, fuck you. Because they weren't willing to listen and think, okay, we're, we know more now. We have to weigh negative trade-off A against cautious sort of you know, uh, regulations B and they didn't make the trade off. They're just like, nah, close everything. Keep kids out of school. And they're resilient. Remember that church? They're resilient. Mm. Your daughter is, she's in college now, isn't she? Seven. Nope. 17, 17. She'll be there soon. Uh, my daughters are college age and above, but man, I feel really bad for parents who had young kids in school who were then out of school and are now playing catch up on, you know, learning their reading, writing and arithmetic. Well, and if you're a, and is... if you're a high schooler who lost two great years, you know my daughter lost 
her senior year play that she was going to have the mm-hmm. biggest part in. She had been in theater for several years. This was going to be it. She was one thing she really loved doing, and it got taken away, and it fucking pisses me off. Anyway, you were going to say. Well, yeah, uh, <clears throat> there that may end up being a factor. We'll see. I, you know, this is, but this is also, you know, everything you're saying is a reinforcement of your previously held beliefs, right? You, you were asking is for people who maybe to change were their in, mind. Yeah. to change their mind on this that went, you know, maybe even were for those things when they were happening, but now upon reflection, feel like that was ridiculous. And I don't know that people are willing to do that. We'll see. Yeah. The pivot for the whole country should have come at the end of summer 2020. That's when they should have said, okay, we've got enough data now. We see the shape of this thing. It's killing old people, but it's really killing old people who already have a lot of shit going on. It's time to get society back up and running. But, you know, the people that were making the decisions, as you know, the elite laptop class, they were the least Mm -hmm. affected by it. They were like, I'm going to stay home and log into my mid-managerial job by Zoom, and you peons can fucking deliver me Uber Eats. <laughs> that was the attitude. There, there was no consequence. In fact, there was benefits such as, oh, I don't have to go to the office anymore. God, this is great. Work from home in my pajamas. Don't commute. So it was a benefit. So there really was no incentive to get things back going to the way they once were. But anyway, we'll see what happens tonight. And uh, yeah, where do I watch? I don't watch. I, I look at the internet. You don't watch. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch the cable news because I, I hate all the cable news. It's such. It's such mind poison. Okay, let's pivot. Pivot to football. Wow, yeah, we got to talk. Fun. We got to talk about this hiring <laughs> of Jeff Saturday by good old Jimmy Ursay, member of the Lucky Sperm Club. Here, son, <laughs> want a billion-dollar NFL <laughs> franchise? It's your birthright. Uh, what do you mean a billion? What do you mean, a well, billion? Well, Colts are a small market. What do you think they'd go for? Five. Wow. Why not five? The Broncos went for four, four and a year ago. Snyder's right? going to sell for Snyder's gonna get seven. Ten. Okay, mm. seven. I think that the cost to play only goes up, right? The cost It never goes down. It only goes up. Yeah, that's it's a hell of a it's a hell of a way to go. Ursay, this is the most befuddling coaching. It's not and granted it's only an interim coach, but this is the most befuddling, unearned job we've ever seen handed to a head coach. Xavier, here's my favorite thing about giving Jeff Saturday the job as the new head coach of the Colts, based on him having coached one year of high school football two years ago on a two-win team. They have two coaches on staff who've been head coaches before and they didn't pick them yeah. to be head coaches here to finish out to run out the season you know it's almost like being in radio your whole life and then watching somebody who just played a sport get their own show instead of you <laughs> how hard can it be communicating it's just a mic talk into it just like hey you're a coach here's a whistle and a clipboard tell them to go tackle each other And then, you know, you played. How hard can it be? No, it's very frustrating. You're right. That said, is there any merit to this angle from Ursay? Take a listen. I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. 
I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that that fear. And there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available. Um, and oh, he very has fortunate. tons of experience. Very busy. Okay. Now, a lot where to do un- you start lot- with that? <laughs> all right, let's let's break it down piece by piece. He doesn't have the fear. Yeah. Because he wasn't in the coaching ranks. He hasn't dedicated his life to doing this. He hasn't changed jobs six times in the 20 years after starting out as a quality control slappy and moving <laughs> his family and foregoing holidays. Right, Charge? Yeah. To that's then all, get that's to be the job. then get to be 44 years old saying, okay, I think I might get to be head coach. And then if you do get to be head coach, you're like, fuck, I got to win games and I got to win them now. And this league is hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's why coaches have fear. They have fear, Ursay, because pill popping douchebags like you fire dudes who are good coaches (laughs) for no reason. Like Frank Wright got done wrong, I think. Oh, well, I mean, look at look at the, the quarter he was handed, right? Andrew Luck retired in uh, after one year, with right. Frank Reich, and then he's gone through a series of terrible quarterbacks that he's had to work with. It's very hard to win in this league mm-hmm. with bad quarterbacking, and he had managed a, he had managed an over 500 record. Was this team in a bad spot right now? Hell yeah, it was. They just come off a 125-yard game. Worse than the history of the team. <laughs> so, yeah, things weren't going well. But did he deserve to get banned? Probably not, and especially not for this stupid move. Yeah. Now, the, the worst, the, the fear okay. thing is, here's, here's why All not right. by fear thing, Zane. Yes. Hang on. No, hold on. We got, we, just so, hold on. Just so we know, we got three things we're going to unpack here. Fear, analytics, and thank God he was available. Okay, we're still on fear. <laughs> Keep unpacking. Keep unpacking. Yes. All right. So if this were really, if all these coaches did were go, were to take to finally work your way up to the job and then coach out of fear because of pressure or whatever else, nobody take the job and you'd be no good at it. I mean, just to, by virtue of having gotten the 1% of the 1%, these are already risk takers inherently, right? right? These are already people that have built into their DNA a competitive fire. Most of them were players. They were coaches at a high level. That's all built in. And to suggest that you you, you got you, you can't, you got there through cowardice and you finally get to this spot and you roll over and go dead is stupid. Agreed. So fear is an inherent thing in this whole thing about he comes in without fear. Well, yeah, he's doing this on a lark. Does he aim to be the lose? Right. Does he aim to be the permanent coach? No, I don't think he has any illusions. Maybe. So why then? So why then would why then would they hire him as interim if he wasn't going to be the permanent guy? Well, most interim coaches don't don't believe they're going to be the interim guy. But I think in this case for Jeff Saturday, here's your chance. Let's say he can cobble together a 500 season the rest of the way. That's how you kickstart your coaching career if you want one. And it costs you two months of your life. If and it, it could forever change the trajectory of your life if you're Jeff Saturday. If he can do that, maybe he can't. But, you know, there's a chance that he ends up. He's got there's talent on that team. There's yeah. legitimate talent okay. on that team. Now let's talk analytics. Yes. This just throwing analytics out. Like, oh, analytics is so lame. I said it'd be like comparing, it'd be like saying, man, this sodium is just, it's terrible for food. It's killing the food business. (laughs) Sodium's in everything. Analytics are in everything. Analytics are Uh... a, just a methodical, uh, 
way of looking at odds and probabilities. And anyone who's a decent coach knows they're good to a certain extent, but you have to make individual decisions based on time, circumstance, and how good your team is, right? Correct. Correct. Analytics, listen, analytics is incredibly important. There's a reason every team has an analytics department. And by the way, I'd love to be in the Colts analytics department right now. (laughs) And most of these departments have gone from zero people 15 years ago, 20 years ago, to like one person, to four people. Now your average analytics department in a team is a dozen people. You know, you've got you've got people that report directly. Your analytics, the head of your analytics department reports directly to your general manager and your head coach. I mean, these are incredibly important people that make key decisions that change outcomes of games all the time and entirely, almost entirely, for the positive. You know, here in Minnesota, we had Mike Zimmer who wouldn't listen to his analytics, didn't believe in analytics, and tried to do everything just based off of gut instinct, and it blew up in his face. And now we've got basically the exact same roster running from with a guy who runs almost everything off analytics, and the Vikings are seven and one. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, then the third part is I can't believe he was available. I mean, how does this work exactly with ESPN, <laughs> where they just go, oh. You want to go coach? Fine. Just leave. What do they do? Rip up his contract, I guess? Um, I, To the best of our knowledge, he wasn't doing anything. I don't think he literally didn't have a job, right? So he was not the head coach of this of this high school team. And to was, as far as I know, unemployed. He had a week. He had, I know he had a weekly hit on Indianapolis radio. That's it. That's all I, that's, that's it. That's yeah. as far as I, as far as I know, that's the only recurring thing yeah. that Jeff Saturday had. Well, I'll be interesting to see what happens and be interesting to see who they get as the permanent head coach going forward. It doesn't really matter much when you don't have a quarterback. No, that's, that's a real problem. And that brings us to your quarterback, Kirk. Oh, Cousins. we're back to Kirk. Nice. Well, I'm going to segue my friend. I want to talk about Kirk shirtless with all the bling on the team plane with all Mm -hmm. his teammates around him. I mean, it's funny that the players on the team itself certainly don't share the same sort of meh minus attitude about him as many of your callers on KFAN do. That is correct. This thing has changed a lot. And here's, here's where the, the, the tide started to change with Kirk with his teammates exactly here. Mike Zimmer gets fired, and the and ownership came into town and fired him in person right after the last Vikings game last year. And Kirk Cousins and many of the other veteran leaders met with Ziggy, and Kirk, this was all secret. We only found out about it months later. Kirk had a, Kirk went to town on Zimmer and the state of the team, and he got so much respect from the other veterans because Zimmer had had his foot on Kirk's neck for five years, the whole time that Kirk had been here. Really? And Yes. And when they had this secret meeting with ownership, the players were stunned at this version of Kirk that they had never seen before. And that started the process of ingratiating Kirk with these other veteran players to the point that now dude's wearing ice on the team plane down <laughs> on every away game victory. It's unbelievable. Wow. Never thought it was going to happen. That's a great story, Charge. I had no idea. Is anyone nationally reporting this? 
Um, it got lo- a little bit of local coverage here when it got leaked, but nationally it did not. Wow. Well, that's a that's yep. a big story. I, you and I have been Kirk fans for a long time. And, of course, he's too nerdy for most casual fans to get into. He's not a superhero out there. You know, he can't do amazing things like Lamar Jackson, but he's a good fucking quarterback, and you can win with him. And I'm glad he's doing it for your Vikings. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun to see the transformation. And the reason you and I are sympathetic is because you've seen all of the quarterbacks before and after Kirk in Washington. Oh, yeah. I saw all the horrible quarterbacking for the 20 years before uh, before Kirk got here. So we've seen the other side of it. You know, but they're, you know, that's why we have an appreciation for the quarterback and we get from Kirk. Make March Madness a moneymaker with my bookie. Getting started is easy. Visit my bookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 My Bookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Yeah. Um, that said, let's pivot again. All right. To the quarterback in Green Bay. I'm not saying there's a pair of red ruby slippers poking out from underneath the house mm-hmm. like in Ooh. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but could you can you see it now that perhaps finally the Wicked Witch of Green Bay is finally dead. Well, my little pretty, I can cause accidents too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen ruby slippers? Slippers. Yes. Slippers. Uh, slippers disappear. Which witch? Yeah, curl up. Which witch got crushed by the house after the tornado? Uh, west? The west or the east? Let's go west. Okay. I don't know. One of the two. West. Is it, it is has the house fallen on one Aaron Charles Rogers? If you'd have asked me a week ago, I would have said I would not have been ready to say yes. Zabe, I just saw saw a three interception performance 
that I can't remember. He hadn't had another one since 2017. That the interceptions he threw and that first one was so far off and so unlike him. Such and garbage. I, I, he looks so checked out, and I, you and I have talked about this at least one other time this year. And I hate to try to like read into body language, but man, his body language is all wrong, Zabe. This is not the same guy. And I, you, you look at him, you go, I, I don't recognize this player. And if you took a different face, you know, if you put Taylor Heineke's face on on that guy, and if you didn't know that took the number off the jersey, you didn't know who it was, you would never recognize right. that play as Aaron Rodgers. Right. I think there's a, there's a multitude of things that are uh, affecting him right now. Number one is he is extremely contact averse. You watch in the pocket, like on the pick where he floated it short on the trick play to Bakhtiari, he was backpedaling needlessly five feet away from a defender. I mean, come on, plant and throw and take a bit of a bump for God's sakes. That's number one. Number two, there's still a throwing arrogance about him that leads him on first and five charge to just Mm. yeet one in to a tight window inside slant at at the five yard line like that's not the play for first and five and don't say well teams throw on the five yard line going in at the goal line all the time not on first and five and not a throw like that that's a high risk throw so there's arrogance with Rodgers thirdly He's doing a lot of these run-pass checks, you know, these RPOs where he can check out of it. And he's making the wrong decision a shit ton. But most importantly, he's he's looking at or washing over wide-open guys for seemingly no reason. In a way, I can't understand. Like, all 22s, okay? For years before they were publicly available, I would scream on the radio with Scott Lynn, why aren't they making the all 22s available? We as the yeah. public should see them. Well, they finally find out a way to make some money on it. They put them on Game Pass. <laughs> Great. We could all play coach, right, in our spare time. As yep. soon as the All-22s became widely available, I quickly learned, because I worked with Cooley, oh, yeah, we really don't know <laughs> shit about what we're looking at because we don't know the coverages, we don't know the calls, we don't know the responsibilities, but it's still mm-hmm. fun to play. That said, there are plays I've seen this year from Rodgers where guys are screaming wide open and he doesn't see them. Multiple plays. And not for an instant charge, but for a long time. It's so shocking, you almost say to yourself, is he throwing these games for the mob? <laughs> but we'll see. You know, Sunday is a day of truth for him against the Cowboys and Dak. That's oh, a real it- game of truth. And they got no wide receivers. <laughs> They're all well, hurt. No, they're all hurt. Romeo Dubs is out, and they're they're relying on what is this other? What's this new kid's name? Christian Watson. Uh, okay, get Samori, this. Samari Samari Toure, seventh rounder. Samari Toure. Okay, wow. here's the thing on Watson. This is what's crazy. Didn't find this out till Monday after Lafleur at his presser. So he has a concussion against Buffalo. Leaves the game. Oh, that's terrible. Blah blah blah. Cleared to play. Plays in the game against Detroit, and then gets a pretty rough hit and looks a little bit wonky so they pull him aside they run him through the neurological tests we find out he never comes back in the game though so we all assume it's a concussion well yeah monday lafleur says 100 percent not a concussion passed all his tests it was a chest stinger but we kept him out anyway as a precaution precaution about what that's what i said i go holy shit 
the NFL is soft now. I'm like, this is bonkers. He wanted to go back in. He said he could go back in. And they go, nah, your chest yeah. is uh, okay, near, okay, wait. It's near yeah. your head, so we're not going to put you back in. <laughs> it's a- the season is <laughs> swirling the drain, charge. Uh, it's near his head. It's only separated by the neck. The chest is right. only se- separated by the neck. So, yeah, it's it's very, very close. It's, it's all bad for your Packers. So they got Dallas, you mentioned this week. That's almost certainly a loss. Tennessee is no picnic. At Philadelphia, definite loss. Right. Chicago, maybe a win, although honestly, Chicago's playing better ball than finally the bye week, which this team needs desperately. Then the Rams defense. I don't I don't like it. I don't this team gets one win in the next five weeks, maybe. Holy cow. It's it's so weird. Pack, by the way, uh Pat, I looked this up because I was bored. Well, I wasn't bored. I took time out of my day. Right. Last time the Vikings won five in a row at the same time that the Packers lost five in a row. Okay, hold on. Don't tell me. You probably have to go back to the 80s when Leroy Selman was prowling (laughs) the frozen, and I do mean frozen tundra of the Met. (laughs) And the Packers were mired in their awful criminal depths of the mid to early 80s. This was the era of Don Mikowski. You got the decade right. So late eighties, eighty-eight. Yes, late eighties. Well done. It sounds, a like a, sounds like a sounds like a Chris Dolman well. Vikings team. I'm oh, thinking. Oh yeah, of. Huh? Well, the Vikings had some Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Right, a yeah. Darren, like the Darren Nelson uh, Vikings. Yes, you remember it well because Darren Nelson dropped a game-winning touchdown against your Redskins uh, uh, in the NFC Championship. Okay, the funny you should say that. Did he drop it or did Daryl Green knock it out of his hands? Oh, he dropped it. Wow! He so that's a, how that play it. is seen in Minnesota. Oh, for sure. Yes, no and he's way. he's acknowledged that before as well. Darren Nelson has. Yep. It was a drop. He should have had it. The ball was there in the corner by the pylon. It went. It went into his. Went into his hands and out of his hands. The great. Me. The great Joe Jackson Gibbs was on his knees, on the sideline on that play. He was so nervous. Was he really? Yes. Oh. Here we go. Oh wow. Uh, Wade Wilson, your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, it did skim off his hands for yep. sure. Yeah. Now, the announcer said bat it away, and I'm sure, you know, at that point, you're jubilant. You're jumping up and down. You're going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know, I can understand why that's how it would be remembered there. But, yeah, we okay. dropped the ball. It's bang, bang. It's bang, bang, Charge. Telling you it's bang, bang. It's close. But I'm going with the guy who dropped it. It says he dropped it. So if he's going to no. own it, I'm going to let him own it. All right. We are through nine weeks of the National Football League. So we're past halfway. <laughs> Pour out a beer. Shed a tear. Um, what do we know now that we are halfway through plus? Anything changed? Who is yeah, the favorites? I, you know, plot twist. Suddenly Josh Allen's hurt. I think the I think the big the biggest story of the whole year is how bad the quarterbacking has become as these aging stars, Rodgers, Brady, 
um, Stafford are all just they're they're all aging out of their positions. And we've got a ton of terrible quarterbacking around the league. And I, you know, I think that's to me the first half. That's the first half storyline. Yeah, is we don't have we don't have enough good quarterbacks to go around right now, Zay. How do you fix quarterbacking in this league? Well, you know, I think sometimes it's just down because you just that just works that way. There's it's cyclical to some degree, but everybody says this next quarterback crop is supposed to be great. So maybe we're going to have some good so an influx of young talent that's possible, I suppose. The league tried to make quarterbacking easier by making it so you can't even yes. touch them, right? Correct. And they did. And and all that did was it let the six or seven really good quarterbacks go bonkers yeah. and be yeah. able to play forever. <laughs> and and right. the rest of the slappies out there didn't matter how easy you made it for them or how much you didn't let them hit you. They still sucked. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo was still Jimmy Garoppolo at the end uh, of the day. True. Although come on now, throwing shade. He's a competent QB. He, no, he is. That's competent. He's competent. Yeah. He's a, but competent that's about quarterback. It. The other thing I think we've learned is, man, are the Eagles good, Zabe? I don't think – I think this is a legitimate eight. No, now they played the easiest strength of schedule of any team. So people will point at that and say no team has played anyone with more – With a, you know, they played the weakest schedule based on, on wins. Um, but part of that's because they're delivering wins every week. And the Eagles look like the most well-rounded team that can beat you more different ways than anybody, including the Bills. Yeah. All right, let's end on this. The uh, Powerball was apparently won by one person in California after they didn't announce the results on Monday night due to a technical error. Then they announced on Tuesday morning, oh, here's the numbers, nobody won. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute, somebody did win. Is your confidence in... Powerball shaken, or did you not play in the first place? I've never played, except for when it been like office pools. I, I've never, I've never played. Uh, my wife and I talked about doing it this time, as if you know, like you needed two billion because one billion wasn't going to be good enough. And, and um, what would you do with the money? I don't know. I mean, you'd like okay. So, what would you do with the? And isn't that have we had? Have I discussed this with with you? The no, concept of you, too no. much money. I say no. it's too much money. The okay. the only the only amount of money I ever want to win in a lottery is five million, because five million is enough to get me set for life and small mm-hmm. enough I can credibly tell anybody, hey, fuck you, it's only five million. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like that's a comfortable retirement number right there. And and when people say I don't care, I'd just say no. I'd say you don't understand if you're sitting on eight hundred and ninety million dollars. The people who want a chunk of it oh. won't stop, stop. No. coming. They harass you into they the They won't have, take you have to no for it, yeah. an answer. Yeah. You have to take a new identity, basically. You have to move because they will stalk your house. Strangers, right? You know you're going to get it from your circle. Yeah. Your circle's going to come looking to get paid. Yeah. So that's, that's going to happen. But what you don't think is going to happen is the endless stream of strangers that are going to want your money to the point that you have to get up, relocate, change your name, the whole the whole bit. You have to go invisible.
You stroke a check for the most baller-ass mansion, fully decked out, decorated by professionals, $20 million, boom, done. Snipers, dogs. I want to be able to release the hounds. I want to be able to release the hounds. Is that asking too much? You write two more checks for $20 million for a house somewhere cold, somewhere warm, somewhere tropical, whatever. Okay, great, $60 million. You buy a jet, $50 million. How much is left? Another $700 million. (laughs) The only thing you do with the rest of your days Uh, is to meet with lawyers and financial people to keep all the wolves at bay. Right? uh, Yeah. And a lot of people say you shouldn't even have the financial advisor. You don't need it. I mean, you're never going to lose so much money that you you need to have it. And they're just, they're going to soak that money. Just put it in the bank, basically. Yeah, put it in the bank, you know, index it, go buy some Boog, go index it off the stock market and kick back and enjoy your money. And of course, join a guillotine league and crush your friends and neighbors. Guillotineleagues.com. Last week. This This is it. Last week. This is it. Get in right now for a reset week. Form a league, have fun, and find out how much fantasy can be when it's survive in advance. GuillotineLeagues.com. Charge, I love you, buddy. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. See you. Okay, everyone. The quickest hang-up in the business. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.